0: It's the Sound Kitchen.
1: Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susanna Wesley is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 23rd of September, the 266th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 99 days left in 2023 to do something hospitable, like welcome Melissa Shabam to the show. Paul Myers is off traveling around France covering the World Cup rugby matches for us. And whilst he is away, Melissa will be in the kitchen with us. Welcome, Melissa.
0: Hello, Susan. Hello,
1: everyone. Thanks for having me. Melissa is new to the newsroom, but not. She did work for us as a freelancer from 2013 through 2016. But now she is back as a bona fide, permanent, full-time staff member. And boy, are we lucky to have her. Melissa's experience is vast. She's worked for numerous media, including our sister television station, France 24. She's reported for the BBC, both in London and in Nairobi, Kenya, for Deutsche Welle, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, Al Jazeera, the New Arab, and she's also taught journalism at the university level. Not just another pretty face, our Melissa. Melissa. She was born and grew up here in Paris. Her parents are French Algerian Berbers, to be exact. She's amazingly, completely, and totally. English French bilingual. When I met her, I didn't know she wasn't an Anglophone. She's also fun. What's not to like? Melissa Shamam I'm really glad you're in our newsroom and triply glad you'll be in the kitchen from time to time.
0: Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for such a nice presentation.
1: <laughs> Melissa is ready to mix in your delicious sound kitchen ingredients. Your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. There's music from Air One still to come too, but before we get started. Started, I want to read you a letter from Ashik Ekbal Tokon from Rajshahi Bangladesh. Ashik has been a member of the RFI Listeners Club for ages. And first and foremost, Ashik, thank you for your many years of loyalty. It means a lot to us. So his letter. Ashik was answering the question about the floating solar power station in Ghana, and the bonus question for that week, which is what would you like to learn? Here's what he wrote. I find this bonus question intriguing and an an excellent opportunity to share my curiosity and interests. I've always been fascinated by the intersection of technology and nature, especially in the context of sustainability and environmental conservation. Therefore, I love to learn more about innovative, eco friendly technologies and practices from around the world. Whether it's groundbreaking advancements in renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, or wildlife conservation efforts driven by technology, I'm eager to explore how human innovation can coexist harmoniously with our planet. I believe that showcasing such stories on the sound kitchen would educate and inspire the listeners and contribute to raising awareness about the pressing issues facing our environment. Learning about these initiatives would broaden our horizons and motivate us to take actions that benefit our planet and future generations. Ashik Tokan, you have issued a fine challenge. I, too, am very interested in advancements in renewable energy, in sustainable agriculture, in climate change remedies, especially at the grassroots level. I read with fascination about a young man in West Africa who learned how to make charcoal from coconut shells, and about a collective in the Gambia making bricks using soil from the local area instead of from highly polluting cement. About the award-winning architect Abedo Francis Carre, who built schools in his native village in Burkina Faso, as well as many other buildings across Africa and the world, as far as that goes. Environmentally friendly buildings that keep the kids cool. And they're beautiful, too. So here's the challenge. You be the reporters. Find stories like the ones I mentioned above and send them in. If you're at the helm of a project in your community, all the better. But you can also just find out about what people are doing and let us know about it. And, of course, there will be a small prize for your contribution. So, send in your findings about how people like you and me are discovering ways to combat climate change, to farm more responsibly, to fight pollution. Wow, Ashik, what a great idea. Thanks. Thanks. Here's Laura Angela with the address. You can write to Susan at the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. Radio France International, The Sound Kitchen, Susan Owensby. Are you Ready? I do hope so. And so do I, because it's time for the quiz. 22nd of July, I asked you a question about the 2024 Olympics opening ceremony here in Paris, which will take place on the water, Paris's River Seine, which is a first for the Olympics. Earlier that week, there was a dress rehearsal for the opening, and I asked you to answer this question. What is the name of the French theater director who is in charge of staging, well, I guess we should say boating, the opening ceremony? Melissa, what's the answer?
0: So, his name is Thomas Jolie, and to quote our article, French theater director Thomas Jolie, known for his cinematic flair, is responsible for choreographing the event and is keeping the details of his plans secret. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question as well. How do you remember things? You'll hear the answers later in the listeners' corner, so please
1: stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... Raz Franz Manko Ngogo who's the president of the Kemojemba RFI club in Tarame Mara, Tanzania. Raz is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, "I am one of those who does not need a notebook nor a diary. Believe it or not, I can cram more than 50 contact phone numbers, box or code numbers, emails" ID numbers, etc, into my brain, not only mine, but my wife's too, all on my brain. And when I'm interviewed, I don't jot down any hints for tackling question. It flows without hesitation. Braggart, brother Raz, I can't remember my own name sometimes. You'd be great on stage. Think how fast you could memorize your lines. The other winners this week are Dr. Deepa Bain from the RFI Pariware Bantu SWL Club in Chhattisgarh, India, as well as RFI English listeners Protama Prome from Narayanganj, Bangladesh, Farhana Nitu Bubli from Naugaon, Bangladesh, and Debashis Gope from West Bengal, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. <laughs> Good news for the southern French city of Nîmes. This past week, the Maison Carré, a Roman temple, was added to the UNESCO World Heritage List. It's France's 51st World Heritage Site. You read all about it in our article, Roman Temple in French City of Nîmes Added to UNESCO World Heritage List. The Maison Carre was built in 16 BCE by the Roman general Marcus Vipanius Agrippa and was dedicated to his two sons. It's one of the best preserved Roman temples in the world. Congratulations, Nîmes. Just a little over 30 kilometers away from Nîmes is another city that boasts numerous Roman monuments and World Heritage Site status. I want you to tell me the name of that city. You know it because you read our article, Roman Temple and French City of Nîmes Added to UNESCO World Heritage List, right? Well, reread that article and send in the answer to this question. What is the name of the southern French city close to Nîmes that also has well-preserved Roman monuments? You'll find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Melissa, what's this week's bonus question? So,
0: what do you value most in your life? Is it your family, your independence, your health, that fabulous ring your mother gave you, or, you know, RFI? (laughs) This week's bonus question was suggested by Radhakrishna Pillai from Kerala State, India, and it is... What do you value most in your life? Remember, we're happy to hear your
1: ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in. Melissa, what about you? What do you value most in your life? Surely it's your new RFI contract, right? It's (laughs) not that bad, I must say. And your list is interesting, I would say, definitely,
0: because I value independence a lot. Work is an enormous part of that, isn't it?
1: And you, Susan? (laughs) My friends my long-dated friends, the people I love and who have loved me for a long, long time, and with whom I can be completely and totally Susan. Marital love, maternal love, don't get me wrong. I value that kind of love enormously, but it's friend love, the love that has endured for years for no other reason than mutual liking. That I value the most, I guess because it's truly the most freely given besides i'm a talker and who can talk to their husband or child wait and talk to a girlfriend (laughs) what about you you have until the 16th of october to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in be sure to tune in on the 24th of october to hear if your answer wins a prize as always be sure you include your postal address with your postal code and don't forget to let me know if you are a miss a Ms, a mrs or a mister i don't want to get it wrong Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr That's english.service at rfi.fr You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial 336 That's plus three three six three one one two nine six. 82. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Namaskar from Jorhat, India. I am Prithviraj. Apuna loke The Sound Kitchen, and Susan Onsby is cooking. And now, more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Melissa. The question you answer this week is, how
0: do you remember things? Father Stephen Warer uses pure strengths, it seems. He wrote that he remembers things by the strong mental determination to do so, which requires much mental discipline. Nasir Muhammad creates, as he wrote, visual images in his mind to represent that item. For example, when my aunt would send me to the market to buy groceries, she would say, a hundred narrows worth of tomatoes. I would create a virtual image of a tomato with a hundred attached to the image. Everyone around would be wondering how I avoided writing a list on a piece of paper. Riaz Ahmad Khan wrote, I remember things by noting them in a small pocket-sized diary that I keep Always in my shirt pocket. Early morning, when I get up, I write all the extra work in my diary. Right now, I'm using a RFI diary
1: for this purpose. Oh, those were good little notebooks, weren't they? I'll have to see if I can get some more this year.
0: Deepita Shakrabati said she uses a planner to remember things. And as she noted, moreover, a reliable husband is always there to remind me. And who is that reliable husband? Dhyanta Chakrabarty, this is how he remembers things. He wrote, It's easy to remember things if you follow this simple method. Get a calendar, a one-pager is better. Now begin to mark various upcoming events and appointments on the relevant dates using different colored markers. Say red for doctor's appointments, blue for birthdays, green for anniversaries, yellow for parties, orange for visiting relatives or friends pink for tours, and so on. Circle the dates, just remember which color stands for what.
1: Et voilà, you have all the data at your fingertips. Gianta, you've got to be kidding. That sounds unbearably complicated. I myself would never remember which color was for which event. No wonder Depita just asks you. Hans vermeer wrote,
0: At my age, i mostly... Don't remember. Yeah, like who
1: remembers creme fraiche, right, Hans?
0: And Hans continues, I do remember the good old days, even if they were not as good as I remember them. I remember things I learned in school years ago, and, but not the name of a person I met yesterday. I remember the grammar rules in German, but not the color of my neighbor's T-shirt. I can remember a little more easily if I can connect a person to an event. If we took a course together, or we met in an unexpected
1: place, but straight away, it is difficult to remember. I'm like that too, Hans. And people get their feelings hurt when you don't remember them. So, a bit of advice to you young'uns out there with good memories. Be kind, and remind your elders where or how you met, and just keep talking pleasantly if they don't remember you. Ha, someday you will be the elderly forgetter.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know how to handle that because I have a very good memory. But remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is what do you value most in life? Thanks to Radha Krishna Pillai for the suggestion. Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the sound kitchen, all in one word, no spaces, at
1: rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. And a special thanks to Melissa Shamam for hanging out in the kitchen with us. Thank you again so much for having me.
0: My name is Isa Faga. You're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Sound Kitchen. Sound Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about Ghana's floating solar plant. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. This week, Erwan chose a vintage recording from the 70s from the king of African pop, Yuso Endur. Endur is assuredly one of the most celebrated African musicians in history. He was at the forefront of developing a style of popular Senegalese music called mbalax, a genre that has origins in the sacred music of the Serer people, a West African ethno-religious group. Yusu Ndour mixed this sacred music with all manner of other musical genres, Cuban rubbong, hip-hop, jazz, soul. When you listen, you'll understand why Ndour has an international fan base of millions. Of course, he has the critics' hearts. The New York Times described his voice as an arresting tenor, a supple weapon deployed with prophetic authority. Folkroots Magazine named him the African Artist of the Century, This year, he was ranked at number 69 on the 200 Greatest Singers of All Time list by Rolling Stone. He's been nominated for a Grammy Award six times. He won Best Contemporary World Music Album for his CD, Egypt, at the 2005 Grammys. Yusuf Endur is now in his mid-60s, and he's still going strong, recording and playing concerts internationally. As noted, Erwan chose a vintage Endur, Dom Sunare Bach, from his Etoile de Dakar group, formed in the late 1970s. You're going to love it. I just dare you to sit still. Thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week. (music)